0: this evening's dharma talk is titled benevolent authority so authority that is uh respectful is kind is helpful is not particularly interfering without permission so it's uh some of you have heard me say The three things that I refer to is to cooperate, communicate, cooperate, collaborate. So communicate, there has to be strong communication. There's no actual cooperation, collaboration. So communicate, which is mostly receiving. So... People have some kind of guidance, some kind of authority. But how that arises through different times and different places in history has been everything from an actual benevolent or kind figure. Might have been your mom. Might have been your father. Or possibly a teacher. Going back in history, there are all kinds of extremes in both directions, not so benevolent, more tyrannical, oligarchs, dictators. I believe that uh, Joe Jim Trumper infantry once responded to someone's question, I have to paraphrase because I don't know exactly what transpired there, but was asked about what would be a good way of governing that would be workable and I think he said something like uh, a benevolent dictator that might be a little bit too strong and then um, my, my Zen my Zen master Roshi, said his comment on authority was <clears throat> get your own authority so these uh, this kind of uh, this idea of teacher student or uh, guru in chila uh, or or however you want to characterize it, teacher, student, so on. Someone teaching, someone learning uh, changes. The concepts for that are all over the place, and there's all kinds of interpretations and ideas about it. The way I relate to this is I say, You don't have to obey me. I'm not going to order you around and tell you what to do. Particularly, I'm not a a guru in the traditional sense. I leave it up to you, especially with our complicated society. It's not like it was in even 100 years ago, which was much much more accessible uh, conceptually to see all the different, all the variety, and also we don't have a seven eight hundred year tradition of Buddhism going back 2,500 years. We've got, we've got a little over a hundred years, I think started around the turn of the previous century. when the first uh, teachers came to this country from Buddhist teachers. I can't remember the guy's name right now. But I would say rather give me, and I say, give me the benefit of the doubt. i believe what I'm saying. Don't turn away or disbelieve it, but you can consider it. And what do I say over and over again to anyone who will listen or wants to listen is train your mind and simply put the way I recommend that you do that is to sit down and watch the way in which your mind is chaotic or untrained or grasping or fighting or shutting down or opening up and shutting down again grasping at this grasping at that fighting with this
1: fighting with that
0: observe that conventionally conventionally the mundane path uh, and its different uh, teachings or uh, guidance structures are are mundane they're about fixing it repairing it because something's broken Something isn't right. Something needs to be repaired or addressed in a way to make it not be so chaotic, so problematic. And that can be successful. It's successful enough that people charge a fee to do that. And it's also successful enough that people actually feel better going through psychotherapy or or other kinds of therapy, psychoanalysis. So it's not that going other directions, more mundane directions, of even taking medicines, medications. Not saying that won't change things. But the issue I have with all of that, at the same time, I'm happy that it helps people, because I wouldn't talk someone out of that. Don't really talk anybody out of anything. But I would say that it's not quite, it's not quite complete, because it is ignoring. The fundamental nature of what we call reality, which the Buddha and others have pointed out as dependent origination or there are no separate things, beings, situations, objects, thoughts, emotions, memories. Nothing nothing is independent of everything else. Everything is dependently arisen. So anything that looks like a being, a personality, an identity... A singularity is real from the point of relationship. It's all—it's—it's it's, uh, relatively real because it's, here it is, it's in space. It's a helicopter. It's a person. It's a rabbit. It's your own face in the mirror. It's relatively there. But ultimately, the ultimacy of the situation is missed or covered up by what? I like this. I don't like that. This is good. This is working, but this over here is not working. So we even do it with uh, the with meditation practice. The Vidyadara Chogyam trunk addressed that when he first got to this country. And the book, of course, is, I think, is probably his third book. It's cutting Through Spiritual Materialism, the spiritual practice of using spiritual techniques to get somewhere. Even to enlightenment or awakening. Not exactly wrong, just incomplete. So, the way it appears over here to me is that everyone is going to need a little bit different. a little little bit different kind of authority or or, uh, someone or some situation where you're being told, no, don't do this, do this. But if it's done as some kind of, uh, kind of in a military fashion where there are ranks, I happen to know because I was in uh, something that was uh, extremely... uh, controlled by the Uniform Code of Military Justice, the US Marine Corps, which is there's there's only obey or disobey. <laughs> Those are your two choices. Question nothing, question, question no authority, unless you're invited, that might happen occasionally. And it's not that that won't accomplish something, it will accomplish really powerful control over a lot of people, uh, over a country, over a whole, institution maybe countless numbers of people because of the observing the what's called the chain of command the general right on down to the private the private first class the corporal the lance corporal the sergeant the staff sergeant and on up through the sergeant major to all of the uh, officers commissioned officers So the goal there is to control a bunch of people and, um, literally put, fight wars. And we, as a society, as a culture, we, we affirm that. We feel like that this is necessary. It's necessary to have uh, an army, a Marine Corps, a Navy, Coast Guard, and so on. It's necessary to have police. I'm not saying it's not, relatively speaking, where we're at because of dependent origination, because of the very nature that, or the singularity of that we would find there is in terms of the chain of command, in, term, in terms of the boss. We see how well that works. It's not that it doesn't work to some extent, of course. It even, even happens in monasteries, and it happens in uh, the Tibetan lineages are very mu- very hierarchical. It even says in the Tibetan tradition, whatever the guru says, that I will do, unquestioningly. That might have been necessary a few hundred years ago. Um, Maybe necessary now, I don't know. But it doesn't look like it over here. It looks to me like a better way would be to include the person you're endeavoring to help benevolent authority help help them not control them and not help them based on what you think they need this is just utter um ignorance is to actually ignore the suffering of others based on what you think is happening to them this happens there are teachers and i've met a few who actually think they Know what's good for other people. You could say I might be in that same category because because I say, I think it may, may be a good idea if you train your mind. I don't say you have to do it this way, but you might want to find a way to train your mind to see clearly so you don't have any more doubts about what is happening. When I say doubts, we could talk about that more. If you have questions about it, we can talk about this whole topic. Shut up.
2: I had a question about um, you brought up like a monastery situation and the officers here. um, I've recently heard it brought up that we're not to report to these other people, but our line of communication is with them. So, what is authority in terms of communication?
0: Situational. Situational. Uh, The. The structure, including the abbot or including the, the head of the monastery, it's situational. If that person is as closed off uh, in that they have, they have some kind of authority over others, this is a misunderstanding and it's a big one. And it's all over the, the world, the politics, right and wrong, correct and incorrect. And so it's situational. This doesn't mean that you ignore the structure that's there. But it means that you ignore that, you, you use the structure until something starts to tip another way. And then you look at it closely. You look at the structure rather than say, well, I'm the, I'm the uh, I have this, I'm the, the Eno, so I'm the one who should just tell everybody what to do in, in the Zendo. And this, uh, I, I know I've been in places where this is, where it's really an intense controlling situation it's about controlling. And the justification would be that a teacher might say, um, uh, "Well, you need to you need to have that because you need the discipline." Well, that's a misunderstanding of discipline. I, I probably have uh, probably most uh, people who talk about this or teach this would disagree with me. It's very possible that most most uh, Buddhist teachers would disagree with me. More, please
2: help me. I'm curious uh, about discipline and. How is it that that really macho, rigid thing comes up when we think of discipline? Instead
0: of just, it's just our culture. It's I thought about it too. I think about it. Just the way I was treated for four years in the military. That's how it looked. I guess that's just the way you do things. And that's the way I was taught by my stepfather. Those in charge and those that. Do what they're told. That kind of authority. That's why I'm even using this topic. The benevolent means that the one who is who has that position of being whatever the, the teacher, or uh, or the uh, the, uh, the sukansu or the, the shuso or the ino or any other roles. The first sergeant, the sergeant major, the PFC. The, the Those aren't that doesn't function that way in the military, but it could you could actually have a rank where uh, that would it would put you in a situation if if there's no communication, if the communication is not working, the cooperation is not working. And then the collaboration, of course, can't work. Then somebody may need to say, open that door and close that one. Someone may need to say that, but it needs to be situational, not my authority i'm sure those of you who have been students of mine for any length of time notice that some things i sometimes i tell you what to do and other times i don't i don't at all i, I listen to what you're going to do more go ahead any any other questions Dr. go ahead please
1: uh, you talked a little bit about discipline in its form of uh macho-ness yes what is a, a discipline that is benevolent or respectful
3: observe
0: the form don't obey it observe observe the form and if you are really observing the form and you are watching because the forms are never static the, anytime they're made static or made uh, solidified, that's because somebody's afraid of losing control. Or maybe somebody's afraid if they're going to miss enlightenment, if, they don't, if they're not really rigid with their practices. It's, it's just a big misunderstanding. It's not, not right and wrong or just extra. It's really understanding what those forms are in terms of their, their guidelines. You observe them. Uh, there are times when you may... Uh, be able to align yourself in such a way that from all appearances, you're doing exactly what the form is saying, but because you're operating out of the situation, because you're using your awareness and and because you are respectful of anything that is moving in the form that appears to be static, you're respectful of that. That way you work with what is happening. It's called cooperation. But the first part of it is communication, which means just receive. Communication is not production. It's not talking. I'm not saying that isn't a part of it, but it's not a very large part of it. Go ahead.
3: You often talk about responsibility as the ability to respond. Yes. Is there still something to a a culpability or a need to take initiative associated with responsibility?
0: There could be, but it's situational rather than, well, I've got to do it this way anytime you are saying to that, well, I have to do this. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but you could, you could look at it for a little while. You could use called a uh, patience. Now if the ship is sinking and you're not sure which lifeboat to use, that might be different. It might be a different kind of confusion, but quite often we have confusion and we, we really have more time to look at, at that situation and see if there isn't some aspect of it that makes it choiceless. You need to go this way. And there might not be a because there. Sometimes we look for, why am I doing this? Because sometimes we need to do things without the support of, uh, of some kind of reason why we did it so that we can tell others, this is why I did this, it's because this. <laughs> well, at least you smiled. <laughs> I don't know if that meant you understood what I said because I didn't understand what I said. Trying to get that understanding from you. Questions? Yes, Juju.
4: A question from Benjamin Swartout, Florida. When in the process of realizing no separation and it feels internally like one aspect has more power and the second willingly says, okay, you win, I love you, go ahead, have your way with me.
1: I'm not sure
0: what the question is there. It sounds like uh, kind of an opera. If you can, I'm happy to address the question, but I'm very simple-minded and not particularly uh, good at taking what you're saying and convert it into what you mean. So tell me what you mean. What's the question? Give it to me directly. You're not gonna?
3: (laughs) She's on. She's on um, I was wondering if you could say what benevolence and authority are separate. Like what is benevolence and what is authority? So
0: starting with benevolence, uh, I didn't look up the word. But maybe I'm just um, having an assumption about what it means. Being kind, being uh, uh, caring, being supportive, uh, being uh, flexible, being um, generous. Uh, with uh, a parent other with someone or something but also to yourself instead of locking down and giving yourself a hard time with your negative emotions and feelings you might give yourself a little bit of space as a, a Trungpa would say make friends with yourself and you can't do that unless you deal with the negativity unless you have kind of a benevolent and kind attitude towards that it's going to be very difficult to be kind and benevolent to somebody who's across the room yelling at you and accusing you of things and trying to you could say, trying to trigger your aggression so they can see or feel
3: validated because now they see that you're upset. What was the what other is, part? What is the benevolence? or How does the benevolence change the authority when we think of authority? Yeah,
0: so the authority part is uh, whoever is the author, whoever is the person who's creating or instructing or manipulating, you could say manipulating or moving the forms to go from here to there, to there, to there. Uh, setting up standards uh, to in order to f- fundamentally help others not send it, setting up standards so that you eventually get control of them and they they obey your orders or
3: worship you or whatever. What does it mean to hold a forum. While losing to, to just to lose.
0: So we talk about holding the form or we're talking about um, um, aligning yourself with a particular guideline and, and, and endeavoring to uh, be with that and then
3: to lose. And so the losing part would be how you felt about that? Um, well, I think about any one of the functionaries here, you know, Shoto, Koza, we all have responsibilities. So there's, there's a form you've asked, you've asked us to hold and there's people that are trying to observe those forms and so when, when, when some sort of resistance comes up, what does it mean to, to lose to the situation in the context of being responsible okay. to a form? Yeah, just, just watch, the, watch the feeling of loss. Just, just, uh, this
0: is where the awareness just includes, just watch that move. Nothing lasts, but it tends to persist if we struggle with it or if we fight with it, if we shut down on it. Uh, aggression, or if we justify it or validate or explain it, passion, or if we just close off or distract ourselves, then whatever that is tends to continue to rotate or move around in some fashion. It, ha- it tends to have more uh, energy. But if you do nothing with it, then it gets its energy from the apparent separation we call duality from the otherness.
3: How do we support um, ourselves or those around us while being confused about what support is or, or mm-hmm. even being confused about what the forms are
0: yeah, that's awareness I don't think you I don't think you could do it any other way uh, with any kind of uh, uh, genuineness or sincerity other than to whatever arises in your mind stream and your in the uh, which is what you're asking about is just—it's just forms. They're just forms, but we can't go in and kind of depersonalize them and make them not feel like feel so personal. We have to actually see that the very um, apparent personhood of those is, is also a form, and it is dependently arisen. So there's, there's no way to stop the the subjectivity that's grasping after something else or wants success or. There's no way to stop that, but you can look at it, you can observe it. This is what the sitting practice of meditation is about, is to just watch the movement so that when you're in what we commonly call post-meditation or up off the cushion, that you're more, you are more clear about the movement of forms coming and going.
3: Uh, What is, what is authority or what is the authority of not knowing, how does not knowing show up as an authority? Again, please. How does how does not knowing or that confuse and how does that show up as yes. authority?
0: Because the uh, depersonalized and not knowing is spacious. It's just open space. So one is there, you don't know, but then the situation that's rising there has its own, uh, maybe temporary or apparent personhood. You relate to that. It means that someone is, is shrinking down into someone who doesn't like or someone else who wants something else. And it, you, if, if you're... If you are being, tri- if your own unexplored or on un, um, unseen difficulties, uh, if, they're not, if you're not, not aware of your own negativity, your own uh, uh, hidden anger or whatever it may be, and that gets triggered out here, then it actually, then you actually enter into some kind of a conflict or uh, you might not say anything, but you would feel it. And so then then it's you don't have the clarity that you need to fundamentally but be benevolent, be kind to them. If someone is going through a great deal of uh, stress and anxiety and they because of uh, it, you're triggering them then they begin to come back and accuse you of what you're doing to them and you uh, and you get triggered because of your dynamic has not been seen. Uh, so then if you were, uh, then, then it means warfare. But if you, if what happens is what you just talked about, if you actually feel helpless from the point of view of relative situation, you actually feel like you can't help them, then that spaciousness is, uh, is benevolent. How do you work to depersonalize the not knowing. You see that it's, you see how much you personalize it. But you can't depersonalize it because then we're back into some kind of a materialistic approach to trying to fix something that's broken. So you just see the main, the main uh, situation, the main misunderstanding is thinking there is someone, a solid being called me and a solid other called you or that. Uh, Everywhere you look, you don't see any, you don't, there is nothing else anywhere. If you think there is, then there's warfare.
3: These situations that, you know, I get, if I get confused or if I personalize not knowing, um, They don't happen on the cushion. They happen when I'm interacting or moving. So, how do you practice? How do you practice? On the cushion. How do you need to be intentional about practicing on your... No, what
0: you're doing on the cushion is you're just sharpening your awareness, so so to speak. Just a way of talking about, sit down, hold still, watch the movement. And you're training yourself to watch what comes, watch what goes without any addition, subtraction, or division nothing extra whatever happens is, is it's like you're not seeing anything at all because you don't have any there, there's no addition to it of what it is there's no addition to it or subtraction from it for what it shouldn't be no judgment and no distraction so it's just just that uh, movement and in that way we are training our minds to uh, be um, you could say kind of depersonalize things so that when you get off the cushion you enter in with your into your everyday, your post-meditation, your everyday life, your job, your family. Uh, you, you're you able, uh, more likely, able to see things come and go, the energy of others, the, uh, the agreements, the disagreements, the obstructions, the validations, the, the dismissals, and all of those, you're able to see those as just energy. I don't mean you have some kind of psychological conclusion. Oh, that's just energy. I don't mean that. That's that's thinking about this instead of uh, the thinking process is necessary, but it needs to take a back seat to the awareness. We need to lead with our awareness. And if you lead with your awareness, there's not enough oxygen in there for ego. The kind of oxygen that ego needs uh, is based on opposition, on success, on, on failure, on the, on the eight worldly dharmas. And so it has to be done. My understanding, I'm not saying there might not be a other way, but my understanding, it has to be done with awareness. With the awareness, we have to train our awareness to see uh, deeply into uh, into the wall, into the floor, into the back of our hand, into other people's eyes as they are. The other people are agreeing with us, maybe, and or uh, disagreeing with us,
3: or. Go ahead. Sometimes that. Um that triggering can happen and it, it kind of just progresses for long periods of time. So if you still have to function, if I still have to go to book study or do a Dharma talk or I'll have a meeting, can you function without bleeding with, with, with the the solidification that's been building? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not.
0: Another thing I can say is that's the only way you can do it. It isn't like you can clean up your act and then be a wonderful angel. You have to do it with the negativity. Otherwise, that's why that doesn't. That's why the relative path of uh, uh, materialism or spiritual materialism doesn't really work because it's temporary. You can work on that for a while and get to be relatively better, maybe less less disagreeable or be smile a lot more or whatever. But but you haven't looked at the at the fundamental issue, which is. Duality, believe that there's someone who can get better, someone who can attain enlightenment, some being, some personhood. Choo-choo.
4: Looks like I read Benjamin's question too soon. Oh, um, Benjamin. So I'm going to read the whole thing again. Go ahead. When in the process of realizing no separation and it feels internally like one aspect has more power and the second willingly says, okay, you win. And then you see there is a larger great perfection orchestrating the whole event. Is the larger one the authority?
0: Read that again. Maybe he should be teaching us. What is it again? I'll try to respond as clearly as I can.
4: When in the process of realizing no separation.
0: Okay, stop. Now go on.
4: And it feels internally like one aspect has more power, and the second willingly says, okay, you win. And then you see there is a larger, great perfection orchestrating the whole event is the larger
0: one the authority? No, that's delusion. That is delusion. What was his name, Andrew Lloyd Webber? <laughs> Benjamin, Benjamin? So it's that's delusion. And how do I know that's delusion? I don't really know, but the way it's expressed, it's coming out of something else, some kind of understanding about this. So if you, you've actually abandoned Uh, If you want to express yourself, you need to talk about, you need to express yourself about what it is without turning it into some interpretation of what it is. You might say to me, well, weren't you doing that? Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. So less is better. Uh, The elaboration that you're going through there has a relative accuracy to it. I'm following you. I'm tracking what you're saying. I'm just saying that that. Just keep it very simple. Come back to square one, sit down, face the wall, and, and continue you, you're, you're leaving the awareness uh, too quickly in terms of the interpretation using concepts. It has some accuracy to it, of course. But it's, it's, a, it's, um, it's a misunderstanding if we continue to search for it in that way. Leave those tools at home. When I say leave them at home, leave them in the other room. Sit down, face the wall excuse me, no tools, just receive, just receive. Most profound form of generosity is to give everything your attention. How do you do that? You train by facing a wall where nothing's happening in a room that's fairly quiet without too much racket, unless it's a cat or something, those are all right. And then whatever shows up, just watch it. And if if you add something to it uh, about what it is, like it looks like you're doing, then just watch that. It's just the movement, just the movement. Don't believe the movement, don't disbelieve the movement, and don't ignore it. And do a lot of it. Do it for 20, 30 years. This is is not a a quick, uh, as they say, quick fix. Not even a fix. And whatever it is, it's probably not spelled with an X. You?
4: you said we need some kind of guidance or authority? Yes. Why?
0: <clears throat> well, if I use my myself as, a, as an example, before I met the Trump Trungpa Rinpoche <clears throat> many years ago, <clears throat> the direction I was going was probably to either um, be one of the smartest people I'd ever known. I was working on that. Or kill myself because I was the most evil person I'd ever met. I didn't deserve to live because of the thoughts that were going through my mind stream. And I, when I was bouncing around in that uh, particular arena of uh, narcissism and self-centeredness, I happened to stumble into uh, Chögyam Trungpa. And so what am I saying? I'm not saying you couldn't do this by yourself, but it's unlikely you could be really. Uh, there are people who are really, really intelligent who manage to not uh, have to deal with the self-hatred that I had. Are really intelligent that are able to live and be respectful and even have a life that where they're helping people. Basically, it's just that it's. Uh, um, sometimes when we help people, we're actually adding to their confusion, rather than fundamentally helping them. So. As I said earlier, the mundane path is fine, but death comes without warning, and this won't help you when death comes. (laughs) Mundane path will help you right up to the death's door, but then what are you going to do then? Because who you are does not stop just because the the body-mind complex goes back into the elements from which it came.
1: When you talk about meeting Trungpa,
3: um,
1: what was
0: the authority in that uh, example? For me? Yes. I needed help and I had to have somebody that I could trust. I'd already talked to a psychiatrist. I talked to I looked at at that time there weren't three or four hundred kinds of therapy therapies, but there were a few dozen, and I looked into lots of them, trying to f- understand how can I how can I work with this insanity that I'm dealing with. Uh, one of them was uh, Arthur Janon's primal therapy at the Center for Feeling Therapy in in uh, California. It's just this one of them, and then there's all the other ones. I'm okay, you're okay, and what else is there back there <laughs> back in the 60s and 70s. So when I met him, I, I it was the first time I had met someone that was not uh, trying to manipulate me. That had no particular advice for me except one thing: meditate. <laughs> and I kept looking for some kind of some some aspect. And I had I had a few uh, face-to-face interviews with him, which if I hadn't had those, it might have been more difficult. But to meet him face-to-face and, and ask him pointed questions uh, that I kind of expected I would get a different kind of answer. I never got anything from him ex- except exactly what I needed. And that was the confidence to keep going. And and I'm saying he gave me the confidence. He just pointed out that I could, this is something I could do. And even though I tried to scare him by what I was going through, he wasn't frightened at all by it. And so I think at the time, I don't remember exactly how it went, but I think, well, if he's not frightened of this, maybe I can do this. So that's when I began working on it. That was uh, 46, 47, I don't know, many years ago. Jim Chu.
4: Question from Julian Lozana. Why is the delusion so convincing, perhaps to give free will a chance and to create a need for discipline? Is this thought beyond our domain?
0: That's too complicated. I can't. I can't respond to that. Simplify it. Just give me a simple question, and I'll respond to it. But that's a conversation. I don't have conversations, other than with you occasionally. Conversations that we're just philosophizing about stuff. Ask me a direct question. I'll be as direct with you as I can. A question from Ben Van
4: Buerka. Would a benevolent authority encourage others to be mischievous?
0: Using your definition, sure. Using mischievous, yeah, that's. Probably not going to encourage others to murder people, uh, at their behest. But could mischievous could be okay? Most of the people I know are already pretty mischievous without my help.
5: What is the responsibility of someone um, who is working with a benevolent authority?
0: What's the responsibility of that person? It's kind of abstract. It would depend on I know a person who's their student, or
5: maybe more. it, it, it feels like um, in the face of a benevolent authority that that's somehow different from, um, well, like you were describing the Marine Corps.
0: And that kind of authority is about controlling others to come up with certain kinds of ends which might be even uh, as my, my father was killed in World War II. He was 26 years old. He didn't want to go, but at that time, there wasn't any other thing you could do besides go or get locked up. So he went and he was killed. And so he, he obeyed. Uh, no choice. You had to have a choice to do that. Um, I think now they don't have a uh, obligatory draft, so you, you don't have to go. But they pay you so much money that... They, now they pay people to do it or shame you into it. Go
5: ahead. Maybe it's more a question of how to recognize benevolent authority.
0: Don't do anything unless you have to. It's just another way of saying be patient. Don't You don't have to look for a teacher or you don't have to look for a sangha. You don't have to look for anything. But if you're suffering, you're probably going to look around for something. If you're having difficulty, if things are really frustrating, or if you're feeling like you're a danger to yourself or you're a danger to others. This is where I was at. So I was looking everywhere. Go ahead.
5: Would you characterize uh, Chogyam Trungpa as a benevolent
0: authority? I think situational, yes. But I don't know what kind of karma he was dealing with. But it was a it was some uh, a powerful combination of of uh, positive and negative energy I think he probably did the best that he could but of course he you know there's plenty of room to criticize him he drank he uh, he, he was uh, you know sometimes that's justified by saying that it's the crazy wisdom form of the Buddha's three times or so I don't know I, I have no idea about that I know that I can see where they could it could function as a uh, pretty outlandish. The, the bodhisattva, someone who's, who's endeavoring to be with all things, can't be separate from the very negativity that he, she, or they are trying to deal with. You can't be some kind of a wonderful saint who's helping the poor, crazy people. You have to be the craziness you're working with. It's like I say to people all the time. You want to work with your negativity, your passion, aggression, and ignorance? Don't miss your life. Be the negativity you're trying to get rid of. takes a lot of guts to do that because what if the negativity gets a hold of you and you start murdering people i would say stop smoking weed it's a joke by the way do whatever you want so you have to work If you're going to work with the if you're going to save all beings you're going to have to work with their negativity you have to be with them be one of them And it's gonna be difficult to do that if you're stuck on an identity that needs to be right or can't be wrong, or doesn't wanna look bad in front of others. Pride. Or shame. Those polarities have have got us. And it's not that they've got us, it's just that that's what what perpetuates the self-centeredness, looking for a way out, a way out, and the only way out is in, go in. Go ahead, do that. Sit down, hold still, face the wall. Find out who you are. Don't miss it. Not easy to do that. Further questions? Just have some hard questions now. Have so anybody hard questions? Stop scowling at me. Oh, go ahead, Let's go. <laughs> Any further questions? or are
1: we at the end? Bill Bowling. Go ahead, Bill. I have a question that's been uh, sort of noodling around in there for a long time. And uh, I think this may be a good time to ask it. It, it seems like um, Trunk file Ricochet intentionally tried to bring Buddhism into a culture that was you might say foreign to it and you seem to be going back a little bit to the trappings at least of a culture from which it originated but you also seem to be trying to adapt it to our culture so we have a different notion of authority can you say something about how that noodled around in your head to come to where you've come yes that's uh...
0: Any noodles? (laughs) Bowing. So I'm I'm not trying to. I'm not being. I'm not being disrespectful. If I can help it, I'm just saying I I can't respond uh, to that question by being telling you what's happening in my head. Because yeah,
1: yeah. I'm sorry. Um,
0: Apologize. I'm just saying. Give me a direct question. Yeah. The very best.
1: Yeah. Uh, So the the three um, precepts that you've just introduced and and talked to us about um, leave things very open. And you've said yourself that it's quite different from the Buddhism that you were exposed to coming from the East. Um, so yeah, what's the question? Yeah, I just wanted. yeah, can you say something about how you came to that decision? I know you said the precepts just sort of were there, but I wonder if you can maybe- Are you,
0: are you talking about the tenets?
1: The tenets, I'm sorry, yes.
0: Yeah, I don't know, I have no idea. Uh, that when I read them, they
1: don't make any sense to me. <laughs> okay, thank you. But they're
0: necessary. They're necessary. Direct questions are good if you have them. Goes on. Um,
5: the word author seems to imply um, a self. So how could mm-hmm. something that self sounds like selfish a little bit be benevolent?
0: because it's on receive receives what arises it gets its authority from that if you see me do anything that looks like i'm being an authoritarian or pushy or something like that i'm i may be i may i may seem that way it may seem aggressive to you but i'm getting it from what i see I don't know what to do uh, as far as, I don't have any plan for anything. Until I meet you, then I know what to do. When I meet him, I know what to do. When I meet her, I know what to do. When I meet her, I I know what to do. I don't know how else to say it. I'm not trying to be evasive particularly, but that's as specific as I can be. I don't have a plan. That doesn't mean I'm some kind of liberated being. I don't mean that. I'm just saying I don't have a plan. Plans don't work. They're circular. More? Oh,
5: yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Go ahead. (laughs) With the title of the Talk Benevolent Authority, are you you, um, pointing more towards the teacher figure or that
0: within ourselves? Yeah, probably a little bit of each, maybe. It's just that, that you, somebody's got to say something about anything. We have, look, we have a community here and we have our ups and downs or our difficulty, but basically everything works pretty well. Uh, even I'm surprised at how well we adapted to the COVID situation. Here we are, we're, no one's wearing masks here because we're all. Everybody's been uh, isolated together, so to speak, or separate from the rest of the world at this point. So, communication, you know, receive, and then cooperation, cooperate with what you're receiving, and then uh, and collaborate if you can. So the, 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 the illusion of separate beings is not that there aren't beings. But if the illusion that they're s- separate from each other is uh, not true. Nor are they the same as. Go ahead. What is permission? In the, in the sense that I'm saying I teach with your permission, you ask me. You give me, you say, like you say, I want to, uh, I want you to be my teacher. I want to be a student of yours and you would do that and there's different levels of that as you know and if i have people that i've been talking to for 15 or 20 years that that's i talk to them every now and then they i function with them however whatever they bring to me that's where i meet them at they come all the way this way and want to be live in a monastery and be fully ordained as a monk i make them beg for it Did you have to beg a little bit. You know. In other words, I want to make sure you're sincere about it, that you know what you're getting into. Not, this isn't for everyone to do. I don't want to convert everybody into this with some kind of uh, uh, idea that I have about getting more and more students. Not a
2: good idea. I'm thinking um, of authority in the context of the officer positions, and is there a situational permission that shows up for that authority?
0: You mean like the eno, like, you know, like what your, your function is right now? Yeah. Well, the, there's a form for it, and then there's the, it's laid out a certain way. And then, of course, nothing is predictable. Things are changing all the time. So then it would be up to you to see whether you need to say, yeah, don't do that. No, move this over there. Or we'll change your time from this to this. Or maybe you can fill in over here for this person since you can't do that. So you know, you're just operating with it however it shows up. Uh, initially, when, when this first started, people would be upset if somebody wasn't at the forums that they were required to be at. So they would then wonder if, well, and <laughs> people would let me know that so-and-so, you know, has not been showing up to forums. So as if there's something wrong with that. As if they, their observation of the forums and your observation of the forums, your, your observation of the forums meant you need to comply. And their observation of the forms, they need to figure out a way to get out of it. Still forms. Still awareness. Awareness, awareness, awareness. Is not right and wrong. is always extra. Always there. Nobody's correct. Nobody is incorrect. Go ahead. That was a good question, so don't forget it. <laughs> Did it slip your mind? I'm um, not given up yet. You're only 20 years old, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Working on it. Um, okay, so in the example with the permission, you said I asked you for permission. It was like a really yeah. literal, "Please help me, yeah. my teacher." But within, like, at the Eno you know, position, that person might not have directly said, "Yes, please come in and say something to me." So I'm wondering, what is permission within those relationships? I'll just look to you. Confusing.
0: Good place to be. Just stay in the confusion. When I say stay, don't don't maintain the confusion, but not necessarily trying to find a way to solve that as some kind of an issue that you need to put in the put in the past or get get over with. Welcome. the questions?
4: Maria Bowing.
0: Go ahead, Maria. Make it a really easy one, Maria. <laughs>
1: Question.
4: How can we be negativity we are and be kind to the others at the same time? Bowing.
0: How, how can we be the negativity that we are?
4: Yes, and be kind to the others at the same time.
0: That's the only way you can do it. Be the negativity you are, and be kind to others. Be respectful to others. Be, respond if Negativity arises in you. I'm gonna say it very literally, and I don't mean it's as, as punishment, but you got it coming. I mean, it's your life, live your life. Don't run away from your life. Be the negativity you're trying to get rid of. So that way, the negativity that you're, it's your karma. When I say it's your karma, I'm not blaming you for something you did in the 13th century, but everything is dependently arisen. And it doesn't follow the order that the ego would like it to, as a praise and blame and success and failure and up and down, back and forth. So that's the only way you can do it, because then then you are, the you're, you're being responsible, shall, shall I say it that way. You're being, you're responsible for your negativity. and So therefore, you can be kind to others. It's like, uh, it's actually the, the path of the bodhisattva is to all praise and blame. Uh, all praise uh, goes to others, all blame, I take it literally that you don't literally do that but you have you take that kind of attitude give me that negativity i'll take the negativity i'll take my own negative feelings and 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 wish for happiness for you it's a relative path until it's not but it's a relative path until it's not what did i say it's a relative path until it's not so keep walking up the side of the mountain until you fall off the other side as has been said before the fall is pretty terrifying until you realize you're not going to hit anything.
5: No, I'm, uh, I'm,
4: I'm just asking about more specific situations when I feel that negativity and someone is in front of me um, and I'm pretty sure that that person feels my negativity as well. Mm-hmm. So there is no kindness there.
0: You don't know that. I've never seen you be negative at all. You're always kind. Always. You're always kind. I don't see any negativity. And I've known you for years. Thank you. No question? Go ahead, uh, Duchu.
4: Another question from Julian. Any thoughts on how to engage children in meditation or what age it is appropriate?
0: Yeah, leave them alone. Don't train children to meditate, you meditate. You meditate, you sit down and meditate. If you have a child that's uh, watching you meditate, just let them watch you. They're watching you. They don't have any idea what you're doing. Mind your own business. I mean, obviously if it's your five-year-old son or daughter or eight-year-old or whatever, of course you would like them to meditate, but respect their respect them, respect their intelligence. Let them, meditation is very hard to do it's extremely hard and some people's karma is not aligned with that at this point, either in this lifetime or this particular age. Respect them. Respect means don't meddle with them without permission. As I sometimes say, make them drag it out of you. They see you meditating and meditating and meditating. Uh, and your child comes up and said, can I meditate? Well, sure, how do I meditate? Sit there. You mean just sit here? Yes, No, no, uh, no techniques. If if they ask you, if they get up and leave and they never meditate again, then never mention it to them. Respect them. Meditation is difficult. And some people, their karma, their life, their causes and and effects that are rising as their particular emotions and feelings and so on. Need to respect those. So otherwise they can't find their own intelligence. They're always looking to you for something. They need to, as Kobanchunaroshi said, get your own authority. You can help them when they're very young. Of course, we wanna see our kids meditate. But the best way to do that is just let them come to you. And then if they meditate three times or eight times or 15 times and they never meditate again, mind your own business. It's a spiritual path. It's not learning how to play the or not I don't mean to be disrespectful to your question. Actually, I really appreciate that because I think not only you might need to hear it, but other people might, might need to hear that you need to really respect other people, respect their confusion. If you see someone that's really crazy or really difficult and you, you think meditation would help them, um, mind your own business. They probably already know you meditate. And if they ask you about it, then then you're getting a little bit of permission. You could say, yes, I meditate, it's helpful to me. I'm sure you've noticed if you're a meditator, you're never really sure exactly how to tell people how it helps because as you meditate, you go more and more deeper into the confusion. I'm sure you've noticed, or maybe not, maybe you're one of those lucky people. (laughs) So it's good that you're meditating yourself. And it's good that you, you know, you have children that can see you, meditate, and watch you. If they want to join you, fine. It's just like a cat. A cat will come in and sit and watch you, and then they'll sit with you for a while. And then pretty soon they're not interested anymore. They go off and do something else. Final question or not? By the way it's good. Yeah, but- Anything? No? Okay, then we'll dedicate the mirror. Okay. Dedicate the mirror. And uh, turn the turn
3: the screen. May the merit of this penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. Ji-ho-san-chi-chi-fu wo ko sa wo ko ja ro mi The ten directions of three worlds All but us, all Venerable Ones Bodhisattvas,
2: Mahasattvas, the great Prajna, Paramita. O Buddhas and Bodhisattvas of the Ten Directions and the Three Times, please hear us.
3: Please come down out of the light and protect Sokokoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, our Sangha, families, friends, and
2: visitors. Heal everyone who is unhappy, sick, or suffering and fill them with light.